Okay, so welcome back to, uh, to the Yeshiva and to the Tuesday Night Vad on the Vilna Gain's Taira. Uh, tonight we're going to start with Parsha's Tazria, double Parsha this week. We're going to focus on Tazria, a very uh, critical Yisai that we're going to see from the Vilna Gain as always. And let's start. The Pasuk says at the beginning of the Parsha, Isha ki Sazria v'yaldo zachar. If a woman is Mazria and she gives birth to a, a male, the Tama Shivas Yam Kimenidas Tivaisatit Mashi is Tame for seven days. And on the eighth day, you have to give a bris. This is, uh, we're already familiar with the mitzvah bris milah from Sefer Bereshis, uh, that Avram Avinu was Mal himself, he was Mal Yishmal, he was Mal Yitzchak, but this is the first formal place that were Nitztava to give a bris um, on the Yem HaShmini uh, post-Matan Torah. Va'agav azkir ma'asha shamati b'shem sher b'sari when it says shin bez, that's a Rashi Tevis for sher b'sari, which means a relative. It doesn't have to be a close relative, it might be a distant relative, but it was written by somebody by the name of Reb Isser Yehuda ben Reb Nechemya Malin from the city of Brisk. So he says that he's related to the Vilna Gain, and I am sure he's saying the truth. Explaining the Gemara in Shabbos Koflamana Menalev, Tanya Reb Shem Ben Gamliel Aimer, Kal Mitzvah Shekiblo Aleim Besimcha Gain Mila. A rule that the Gemara gives us. Any mitzvah that was originally niskabel, besimcha, when Klai Yisrael received a mitzvah and we were happy to have it, we were rejoicing at the initial reception of this mitzvah. So the rule of thumb is, that sets the, the tone for all of history, to follow, and we're always going to be happy with that mitzvah. When we're makabal a mitzvah b'simcha, then for oh wow, then for all time, for all time, we're going to uh, we're going to do it b'simcha. Hi, Rabbi. Hi. Hi. Thank you. arayas, and any mitzvah they're makabal on themselves with kitata. With um, with hostility, with uh, resentment is probably a better word. Like Arias, when Klai Yisrael heard the news that they were not going to be able to um, be with, you know, physically with other relatives because they are Arias to them, and that was Neschadish by Matantira. So then. It's still difficult for Klal Yisrael for all times to accept upon themselves this uh, this iser. Because uh, there's no such thing as a that there's no machlekes. And it's just an interesting uh, aside, this Gemara, that a lot of times you see uh, this is true, that not that the Gemara needs a haskama, but... <coughs> The Gemara is telling us something that there's never, there was never in the history of the world, if it's to be taken literally, a ksuva, that there was no, there was no kitata involved. There's always 
some friction by any chasna. So in case the Mitzvah Hashem, um, when you start dating and you get engaged in Mitzvah Hashem and then you're cruising towards your wedding uh, and then all of a sudden there's some you know, minor um, tension or major tension between the in-laws, between the mechutanim, between something's happening with, uh, you know, in terms of the, the, the wedding plans. So don't be surprised because this is what the Gemara says. The Gemara tells us, there's no such thing as a ksuva that doesn't have some machlekes. Why? Because it all started from the onset when we were makabal on ourselves the, uh, the, the Indian of who we're allowed to marry, who we're not allowed to marry. There was some tension there. And so for all time, this institution of marriage is somehow uh, dampened by this initial reaction that was a negative reaction towards uh, hearing the halachas of of Kedushin. The Amra Gain Bidiyuk Lashen Vadain. So the Vilna Gain was bothered by this Lashen of Adayin. What does it mean, Adayin? We're still doing it Besimcha. What does that mean, Adayin? Should have said, any mitzvah that we were macabre on ourselves initially besimcha, we do it besimcha. What does it mean when it says, Adayin, we're still doing it besimcha? We're still doing it. Napasimcha. What does it mean, Adayan? We're still. Now, that might not bother us, but it bothered the Vilna guy, and it kept him up at night. And he explains it so beautifully. This is all, these are all very important Gemaras that we're learning together. Alpidivra Gemara Benida, Hamapalas, Ma Amra Taira Milishmaina. Why does it say, why does the Taira say that the Mila is on the eighth day? That's the Pasuk we just laid at the beginning of the. Uh, tonight, that initial pasuk of Yemah Shmini, Yimel B'Sar on the eighth day, that's when the bris mila happens. Why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu make it on the eighth day? Why didn't he make it on the tenth day? Why didn't he make it on the, on the sixth day? Why eight? Why eight? So, you know, you could say it's Xeris HaKasav. If you look in the other, the Rishayim, very interesting, that says that every baby has to go through a Shabbos. Before it gets a mila, in order for it to be fully incorporated into Klai so it has to first go through a Shabbos, and then it could go through, it could undergo a bris. But the Gemara says a different reason. The Gemara says in Nida, If the mila would have been on the seventh day, or on the sixth day, or on the fifth day, what would have happened was that since the husband and the wife were not able to um, be together because on a, on a derisal level, on a derisal level, after a woman um, has a baby or after she sees dam of any sort, then she has to uh, wait for seven days. And on the eighth day, then she, goes, she can go to the mikvah on the night of the, the eighth night and then she could, uh, you know, after seven days, and then she's, after the seven days she can go to the mikvah and they could be together again. So if the bris was prior to her going to the mikvah, if it would have been, let's say, on the sixth day, then everybody at the bris mila would be very happy. Big simch, everybody's eating their bagels and lox and, and having, a, having a great time. But the husband and the wife are going to be sad that they are not able to be together. So therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was so sensitive about that that he said, All right, you know what, wait to the eighth day. If the bris is on the eighth day, they can also, the husband and the wife, the mother and the father of the baby, will also be happy by the bris. 
Now, does that tam apply anymore today? No, it doesn't apply anymore. It's one of those things that over the course of time changed. Why did it change? Because Klai Yisrael waits a longer period of time than just a week. Even if they, the woman just sees a little drop of blood the size of a mustard seed, Anyway, it takes longer. It takes longer. We wait, you know, we wait for, uh, for the, the blood to stop and we wait for Shivanakim and whatever. It, it doesn't happen that a husband and a wife cannot be together within, you know, by the bris. It's impossible. So, Bari Avivimatsevin. So that would turn out that the father and the mother are, are still sad today by the bris because they can't, uh, you know, on the eighth day they're not able to be together. Umikal makim adayin eisim besimcha. That's the chiddush. The chiddush is that even though, even though um, there is atz, there should be a degree of atzvus because it doesn't apply anymore. But the chiddush is adayin since we were makabelin ourselves initially besimcha. So now today everybody's happy. I, but how could they be happy? They can't. No, that's the chiddush. The chiddush is that there's reason for them not to be happy because today they can't be together. Um, you know, when at that time when the bris is taking place, you know, and that that the night before doesn't matter. They're still doing it. They're still happy by the bris. Why? Because they're makabalin on themselves initially in a state of simcha. Now, that's on the positive side, right? That's the Adayin Eisenaisei B'Simcha. What about the Adayin Eisenaisei B'Ktata, the, the other side of Arayas? The Velnagayin's not done yet. So, he basically, there's another Nusach that's brought on the, you know, as we continue on the bottom of this page. And this is from a sefer called Anaf Yosef on the Enyakai from Reb Chanech Zundel of Bialystok. And there he, he gives us the other piece of the puzzle, a missing piece of the puzzle about the other Adayin in the Gemara, about the people being upset about the Arias and how that always casts a shadow throughout history by Ksuvas, by all types of relationships of marriage. So let's skip that first paragraph because that first paragraph is basically a Chazara of what was said in the, that what we just said. The same thing is true by the arayas of mishpacha. How does adayin, that word adayin, fit in? Why is it still? Why does that to say they're still doing it uh, in a state of katata? So look at this. The anshiknes agdaila bottle yitzur the kravus. The anshiknes agdaila was mevatel the etzahara of close relatives. When we first found out. Um, that we're not allowed to marry, uh, you know, certain arayas, whatever it is. It could be a parent, it could be a sibling, it could be a, a grandchild, a grandparent, uh, whatever the relationship are. And to us, it's, uh, you know, it's obviously, it's, we don't understand that taiva, but they had that taiva because they were used to it. Before Mount Taira, they could marry uh, people that were uh, close kins to them, right? Give me an example of... Uh, of of somebody that married uh, a relative, an Arayas, somebody that would be Arayas to them after Matantara. Excellent. Amram. Amram married who? Yecheved. Who is Yecheved to Amram? 
is aunt. You're allowed to marry your niece, you're not allowed to marry your aunt. So that's a great, how could he do that? The answer is he, he, he married her before, before Mount Tyro, so it was allowed. Um, Yaakov Avinu married two sisters. You're not allowed to marry two sisters. You know, in their lifetime, you can marry, a, I happen to know somebody whose wife died and then he married his wife's sister after, after she died. Um, actually, I'm thinking of two people. One of them was a tremendous, uh, one of the G'dayli Yisrael uh, of the past generation. But it happens. It's, it makes sense in a certain way because, whatever, it makes sense. But, but, but b'chayehan, you know, you know, that's arayas. You're not allowed to do that. So, so, but they, Yaakovina did. How, how could he do? How could Yaakovina marry two sisters? It was before Mount Tyra, so they were used to it. After Mount Tyra, all things changed, and they got very upset about the fact that they were not able, that they were now limited in who they were allowed to marry. Um, and, but believe it or not, there was a uh, an amazing. Uh, episode that happened in history um, that if you don't understand the taiva of marrying a, a close relative uh, and you're saying like like why would anyone want to marry you know I don't even want you know like why would anyone want to marry their uh, a close uh, you know sib- a, a relative of, 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 of a close sort that's because Anshiknesagdela came and they're mevatel the taiva the Sahara of Kravos so that's why we don't have these feelings, Baruch Hashem, because Anshiknes Sagadela came and they were mabatal, that they had the power of undoing that entire taiva in the world of Kravos, of marrying somebody that's a close kin of yours. Look at this Gemar Numa. It's a fascinating Gemar Numa, Samachtes Mabez. Amru Hayal Veis Ratzenhu Nibai Rachma Yitzhar Da'avera. The background of this Gemara is that. And took away their mevatel, the Yitzhahara, of Avedizara. In the olden days, believe it or not, Avedizara was like the, the greatest taiva that a person had, was Avedizara. People would go crazy. Today we don't understand. Like, you know, you pass by a church, you're not drawn to the church, you're not drawn to, to a... To a uh, a mosque to a, you know, a Hindu. Uh, it's like, well, these people are, like, they're, they're, what's the taiva? Like, what are they doing? Like, why, they, why is that interesting? In the olden days, there was such a great taiva for Avedizara. It was like, it was the, the most fashionable thing, the most desirable thing was to run after Avedizara. There's a, a famous Gemara in Sanhedrin. The Gemara says, it speaks about Menashe. Menashe was uh, a wicked king in Klai Yisrael, and, and there was a certain Amira. I forgot which one. If anyone knows it, please tell me. Uh, that was giving a shear, and at the end of the shear, he was talking about Menashe. It's in Perik I believe. He's talking about Menashe, and he said uh, at the the shear was over. The you know the bell rang and the shear was over, and he said, "Okay, tomorrow we're going to continue with, uh, to speak about our friend Menashe." So that night, Menashe came to him in a dream. And said, "You think you're my buddy? You think we're friends? You think we're, we're you know, you think we're boys? Like we're not boys." Says, "You know, I'm I'm Menashe. I'm the, I'm the Melech of Klai Yisrael. Don't don't say, you know, don't call yourself my friend." He said, "Well, you know, what do you mean?" He said, "You know, he said, you're, you know, what you're 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 Menashe. You're the evil king." He said, "Okay, you think I'm such an amaritz? You think I'm? You think I don't know anything in learning?" 
He says, I'll, I'll ask you a question. He says, when you have a, a loaf of bread, you have a challah that comes out of the oven, where do you cut from? When you're making a, you're making a mitzi on the challah, where is the proper place to cut from? So Samaria says, I, I don't know. I, don't, I never thought about it. I don't know. He says, you're supposed to cut it from the most well-done part of the challah. That's the chashua part of the challah. That's where you're supposed to cut it from. So he says, wow, I'm, that's very impressive that you knew that. He says, but you, you, you failed to answer one question of mine. Like, if you're such a big Talmud Chacham that you knew this, so then why did you go and, and you, you were like, you know, you, you worshipped Avadah Zarah. Menashe was one of those kings that inexplicably, you know, was Chayte uh, Machti, he, he worshipped Avadah Zarah. How could you do that? So he says, if you had been around in my time, you would have... You wouldn't, he said, you'd have to like, uh, you would trip over the, your garment, your frock that you were wearing, your robe that you were wearing, you would trip over it in your haste to run after Avedizara. Then you'd have to pick up your whole garment in order to run fast enough. That's how nimshach, that's how drawn you would be for Avedizara. Now we don't understand that. What's the big type of Avedizara? Who who's running after Avedizara? That's not interesting to us today. So the reason why it's not so interesting is because there is a point in history by Anshaknes Hagdela. was the, the Sanhedrin, like the, the great body of, of Tamid HaChachamim that were around like at the end and at the beginning of the second bias. At the beginning, at the beginning of the second base on Mikdash, um, they were the ones that put together the Megillus Esther and whatever. They have very chashva. Mordechai was part of Anshaknes Hagdela and Chagis Chayim Malachi was part of... It was a very, very august group of Tamid HaChachamim Mitzuyanim, obviously, and they were the ones that they gathered together and said, you know what, this type of a desire is too great. We're not going to be able, we, people are going crazy. They can't learn, they can't think, they can't, they can't live because they're so, you know, they have these fantasies about a desire all day. So he said, okay, we're going to get together, we're going to be a vatal, the have a desire, the Yitzhahara, the have a desire, we're going to kill. And they did that. And that's why we don't have a Yitzhahara, that's why at that moment... We don't understand even what's so tantalizing about Avedi but it existed. And then they said to themselves, listen, it's an ace Ratzin. Things are going good. We're on a roll here. We killed one Yetzirah of, of, of Avedi So what do you think the next big Yetzirah was that they would like to kill? Day three, right? What? Avedi Right, Gila Let's kill... Imagine if there was no Taivas Nashim be a great world. Right? We'd be able to sit and learn. We'd be able to be good boys. Everything would be great. So let's, let's daven and try to kill the Yetzar of Avera. So look at this Gemara. Bo Rachami, they davened. The Imsar Biadaya, they got the Yetzar for Avera in their hands. They had it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave them over the power to destroy all Taivas for Tashmish, for, for Nashim. Amr Lahu, so the Yitzhahara for, for Avera, for Tashmish, addresses the Anshaknes Agdal, and he says to them, Chazu, be careful what you're doing. Before you kill me, I want to just give you a little bit of a warning. Don't be so quick to kill me, because you don't know what's going to happen. The whole world is going to be destroyed, because nobody's going to want to have Piriverivya. Gonna, there's no taiva for it. So why would anyone... The only reason why people have, have children is because that's the only way to, to have tash... The, the only way to have uh, tash... You know, tashmish leads to a period of ribi. If nobody wants to have tashmish, 
nobody's going to have a lot of children, if any children. So, what they did was they bound him up for three days, the Yetzar of, of Tashmish. And the next day, I went, I said, hey, who wants to have some omelets? Let's have some sunny side up eggs. And guess what? They searched all over and there wasn't a single egg to be had because the, the chickens also, they lost their taiva for, for, for Tashmish. So no eggs were born. Big problem. Prices of eggs were even higher maybe then than they are today. So, okay. So, and then they checked over the whole area. They weren't able to find any eggs. Amri, hechi navit. So what should we do? Nikdale, if we kill the Yitzhahara, the Zara, Kayam, we're going to destroy the whole world. There's not going to be a world left. Niboi, Rachame, Apalga. Should we maybe ask for half? Meaning that um, a person should only want to be with his wife and nobody else. Palga, Berakila, Yavi. That's not the way it works in Shemaim. It's all or nothing. Can't, you can't, can't, there's no compromise. It's all, it's either an entire taiva or no taiva. You don't like, you can't like, you know, dice it up. So what did they do? They did something. They did something. They blinded the eyes of the Sahara of Tashmish so that with, by putting some sort of uh, mascara into its eyes, the shavkuhu, uh, and then they, uh, they let it go. So it did help for something. There was something that was accomplished when they chopped this, this Yetzirah of for women, and that is that even though people still have taivas for their wives, they have taivas for other women as well, but there's one thing that we did lose the taiva for, and that's relatives. So just like Avedizara, we lost the taiva for Avedizara at one point, and we don't understand it anymore. We also do not understand the taiva for incest, because that's something that also uh, was accomplished from the, from the fact that they chapped the Yetzahara of, of, um, of Tashmish. There was one thing that they did accomplish, and that is that they, that they were able to entirely um, undermine any taiva that a person should have, a healthy person should have for, uh, for a relative. So what do we see from this Gemara, says the Vilna Gaon? Even though that's true, even though this Gemara is telling us that there shouldn't be really any more kitata, there shouldn't be, any, there, there's, there, it stands to reason that from that time on, there is no reason to ever fight over Aksuva because, um, you know, because at that point, uh, no, no one cares about, uh, about having relationships with somebody else. So, it start, again, it started off that we, um, that we were not happy about the fact that we were restricted from Arias. Now, today, who cares? So, and because of that, we're still doing it, Piktato. We're still getting married, and there's always this like, big shadow cast over marriage because we initially did not do something properly. So, but... Today, who cares? We don't need to do it, so it should go away. There should be that that whole issue should should be a non-issue, and therefore people should be able to get married without any machlekas, without any ketata. Because who cares about the fact that we initially started off with ketata, but nowadays it doesn't apply. 
Says the Vilnagans, that's why it says, Adayin Aisin Aisin Bektata, we're still doing a Bektata. That's a Chiddush. That extra word Adayin is a Chiddush, because even though there shouldn't be that anymore today, but still Adayin, we're still doing it today, because of the fact that we're Mechabal on ourselves something, Besimcha uh, versus Bektata. I think this is, a, this is a, a very, we learned a lot of you say this, I think, tonight together from this piece. We learned about, uh, about the, um, about the fact that uh, mitzvahs that we're makabalin ourselves b'simcha, we're still doing b'simcha. Mitzvahs that we're doing, we're makabalin ourselves b'ktata, we're still doing b'ktata. We learned about the fact that um, people were upset by Matan Tyre that they're not able to be with their relatives anymore. We learned about the fact that a husband and a wife, midaraisa, should be able to be together by day eight, but midarabanan, they were geyser, they were machmer in themselves beyond that day. We learned about the fact that um, that that there is a Yetzahara for Avedazara that used to be so so attractive and now Yetzahara was bottle banchik nezagdaila. They want to do the same thing for for Arias, but uh, it would it would kill out the whole world, so they didn't. And um, so we learned a lot of uh, a lot of very interesting insights. But this is the first vad of the newsman and. I think this Yisaid, this Gemara in Shabbos Koflamid, is a very important, um, very important Gemara for us as we start off on our new Zman, and especially for the, the new Talmidim, welcome, we're going to, Mitzvah Hashem, get very close over the year, and over the years, and, um, but what we see from this Gemara is that the way you start something is very, very important. If you get off on the right foot, then the whole journey will be much better. I mean, you see that, they say, I mean, I think there, there's a known thing, even in the, you know, by Gayim, that if you, the way you wake up in the morning is the way your day will be. If you wake up and you're all fresh lumped and fresh lumped and, and you're schleppy and you're getting, you know, you're, you're, you keep hitting the snooze button and you're, uh, you know, you get up like, your whole day is going to be very, very belabored and very lazy and not, not exciting, not kishmak. You're going to walk around like, but if you get up and you jump out of bed and you wash Neovas, you say Maidani, you're pumping, you're raring to go, and you go to davening, and you know you go to learn and say there, your whole day will be good, the whole day from beginning to end, because you started off on the right foot, and and if you start off on the wrong foot, not good, and more broadly, it's true with the zman as well. If you start off the zman well, and you start off really charged and and excited and raring to go and going to shear and going to to davening and, and joining the daf in the morning and uh, I'm sorry I had to but um, by the way just for anyone that didn't understand that really bad rabbi joke um, I give a daf at 7 o'clock in the morning if anyone's uh, learning daf or even if you're not it's a site is a great masechta and uh, we're not even halfway through it so I don't think so are we? no so we have uh, there's still a couple of weeks left and uh it's very, very recommended. Come at 7 o'clock by my table here, and uh, you're not going to regret it. I can promise you you're not going to regret it. You might not be able to get up two days in a row, but you're not going to regret it. If you Once you get into the groove, it's, uh, you get, I'm the only guy that doesn't get Safra cards. One day I'm going to collect in the Safra card, by the way. I'm owed like $4,000 worth of Safra card, literally. I've been doing this for 16 years, not one Safra card. Um, but... Anyway, but if you get off on the right foot with the, in the day or in the zman, 
that's like what we're saying here. If you if you're makabal yourself on, on yourself something besimcha initially, you're gonna be happy with it the rest of the Zman. But if you're maka, if you start off, I don't know, I'm not in the moon, not so happy, you're this and you're that, and it's and then the, it's not gonna get better. Chances are it'll just go downhill from there. It's not gonna it's not gonna get better. You have to whatever you do in life, whether it's a new a job, a career, a, you know, a seder, a chavrusa, what, what, you have to do it with a gishmak. You have to do everything in life besimcha. If you do it besimcha, there's a skula. That adayin you'll still do it besimcha long after you started because it started off the, the roots, the seeds that you planted were happy seeds, so then it'll grow a happy tree. If you put bad seeds in the ground and you're not happy and you're looking for problems and you're complaining or whatever, then it's gonna it's gonna sow whatever you will reap what you sow. If you're sowing good seeds, you're gonna have good crop. You're gonna sow bad seeds, the opposite. And so that's on the first day of the zman. There's no better uh, first vada the zman. There's no better way to uh, I think to jumpstart the zman by doing it besimcha. I hope that this this vad this is a beautiful chabur we have together every Tuesday night. Tomorrow night we're gonna do a shrab. If anyone wants to join that one as well, but Let's do, do, do things right. Do our starm right, our davening right, our college right. And the vads right, the shmuz on Friday right, Shabbos, everything. Dara Golding, it's, this is the best man of the year. It's Geshmaka's man. It's short, it's, it's fun, it's, uh, it moves. And uh, we're very, very excited to begin. And the Mitzvah Shem, we should go la'ela, la'ela.